You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thanks for watching and listening to our program here today. Uh, our gratitude goes out to Chris Valence and uh, Father Wayne Watts for talking about the scholarship tax credit program in the first half of our program. And now we're going to switch gears and talk to Sarah Mahalik. Sarah is with a group called the Students for Life, and she appeared in a very interesting video. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, and uh, regarding uh, the, the law that passed a couple years ago and some of the impact that it's had on women, uh, that act was called the Reproductive Health Care Act. Sarah, are you with us? I don't see Yes. Hi, Bob. How hey, are you? there she is. Sarah, how are you? Good, good. Um, you good. are, I don't know your titles, but I know you're with Students for Life Illinois. So tell us a little bit about Students for Life and what it is that, that you do. Yeah, for sure. So I'm the programs manager for Students for Life of America, and um, my role is to help ensure that all of our resources, trainings, uh, displays, everything that we use to equip our student leaders on campuses are prepared and created and redesigned. Um, Our team is in charge of our initiatives and programs that our students use to create a culture of life. So it's really awesome. Yeah, no, it's exciting work. And you're with the, it's mostly on the universities. Is that correct? The colleges and universities is that's where, that's where you do most of your work. Yeah. So we work with middle school through med and law school. Um, But we are, we do have a lot of college groups, especially because college students are facing the culture of death in a very um, serious head on way. And so we noticed that a lot of students um, find their voice in college. Yeah, exactly. And they realize it's so or necessary. lose their voice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we've had since Roe v. Wade has been reversed. We've had a lot of student leaders who have faced a lot of discrimination and a lot of efforts to chill their speech on campus, whether it's through intimidation or efforts to cancel their groups, um, calling them racist. I mean, literally, we had a group have. Um, a student throw urine at them. Uh, so yeah, our students are definitely facing a lot of controversy and pushback. But I've just been really encouraged by our student leaders not, you know, not not stepping back from their fight because they know that if they stop talking, then the preborn are left without the support they need. Sir, I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been in college, and I'm really kind of out of touch with, uh, you know, that uh, university life or college life as as I experienced it, you know, going away to school and things like that. Um, is What is the culture like for, uh, you know, somebody who is a, self, let's say, self-avowed um, pro-life person who cares about the unborn? Are, are they in their classroom life, let's say if they're not an engineer or an architect or in the heart in the natural sciences, it, 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 what is their life like? Is it is it is there a climate conducive to their being able to openly say something that they believe that a life begins at conception and ends at natural death? Or are they sort of 
looked upon as sort of a fringe element now or or does it depend where you go i suppose um but like you know like i don't know let's say loyola DePaul, or uh university of illinois is there can you kind of generalize or am i just being too too vague well, I, it does depend on where you go. And I, I will say that uh, sometimes it's on like Catholic campuses where it's actually the hardest to talk about it because mm. there's almost this like stigma about being um, talking too much about one life issue. Uh-huh. And so okay. a lot of the students are kind of told to, oh, you should be focusing on all social justice issues. Sure. And so there's there sure. is kind of a, a, a quieting there. And I went to St. Xavier University and I was fortunate. I had professors who were open to me spouting off in class whenever I felt like it. Um, but I will say a lot of students don't feel like they ha- can do that. So if a professor is standing up there talking about abortion and is very openly pro-choice or openly you know, liberal or even communist, a student isn't going to want to take their hands in their their grade in their hands and just stand up against mm-hmm. a professor, um, especially because, you know, obviously there's that intimidation of a professor who has a PhD um, and you sure. feel like you're the only 18, student 19 on year campus. Old. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't right. stand up to a professor when I was 18 or 19 either. There's no <laughs> way. Um, yeah, that's a good point about in a Catholic university about hearing about uh, the full range of, of of Catholic social thought as it pertains to life and and you know needs of people and what we need to be the people we are because that is important. It's very important Absolutely. that we also defend uh, you know it, it, when it comes to policies of that pertain to uh, those in, in poverty or immigrants that kind of thing that we stand up for them too. Um, it, it does seem sometimes, though, when when you, you, you would say you agree with that obligation and you're also protecting the unborn, it seems like some people, that's where they go south on you on a college yeah. campus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a lot of agreement, but there's also when it comes to the unborn, that's when I think you see the the real that that's it's a it's a tough issue. It's very polarizing. It's, it's unfortunate yeah. that on a Catholic campus you would hear that. But I I, I, I hear those stories, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is the preeminent life issue, according to our own Catholic Conference of Bishops. And so it is, you know, if you have a student leader who has a heart for the pre-born, that doesn't take away from having a heart for immigrants or having a heart for mothers who um, need support or having, you know, it's like there's sure. so many issues mm-hmm. that we can we should care about. Um but I think the difficulty is that this is the only issue. Well, and, and there are other issues like euthanasia that are growing yeah, exactly. in this area. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Are, are have, have the legal backing of so many states. Mm-hmm. And that's where the difficulty is. But yeah, I, I mean, I think students, they, they, you, they find their voice and then they find a group of fellow like-minded people on campus. And that's really where a community grows. So I just encourage people to stand up for the pre-born because that's really where you find your closest friends. You build a community of people. It's difficult. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people, I met my husband that way. Oh, there you <laughs> a go. lot of people well, meet their husbands and their spouses that way too. So well, it, it worked. It. <laughs> there's, there's one success story for you. Um, <laughs> so are you on every college campus then in, in Illinois or is it just uh, depending on where you can get the uh, concentration of people? 
Do you have a presence yes. in all of them? We have a we have a presence on about eighty campuses throughout Illinois and Iowa. That's a lot. Um, yeah, definitely. And we work with any student group who wants to work with us. Everything we offer is free to students. There's mm -hmm. no membership to Students for Life that's required. We just want to support them in their efforts to build up a culture of life and to talk to their peers about abortion and chastity and euthanasia. And so, um, yeah, we're on a lot of campuses. We're not on all of them, but <laughs> that's our goal to sure. be on as many as we can be. So let's talk a little bit about this video that surfaced a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it's put out by Illinois Right to Life, and you appeared in it with some others. And uh, we'll, we'll try to tee up your portion of it here in a second. Um, it, 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 I think your comments were really interesting in that you said something I think that uh, I wish more people talked about. Um, you made reference to... Um, what you could say this more articulately than I will ever be able to, but I think your point was, um, you know, an abortion happens, and then that woman is goes home, and then she just kind of moves on with her life or not, yeah. and like, what are we really doing there? Uh, that is a very significant event in somebody's life, and I think what you were positing is that w wouldn't it be better if we really dealt with the whole picture of this person w what is right. leading them to this situation what is lacking in their life uh what could we do to to help this person I even if they had the abortion what could we do to you know i think as the pope says better than, than you know accompany that person in their in their journey um as opposed to just focusing on this one procedure that seems to get all the attention and then everything else is sort of, no one talks about anything else. I think that was your, your, your roundabout point, if I heard you correctly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our, our governor wants to make Illinois what he calls a beacon of hope in a land and of darkness. And we do too. <laughs> Everybody yeah, agrees yes. with that. Yeah. Right, that title. But, but the irony really is that there is no hope in an abortion. I mean, really what we are telling women is that you cannot be a mom and deal with whatever difficulty you have. You cannot um, go pursue your education and be a mom. You can't have four kids. You can only have three because you can't handle anymore. Like hope is supposed to be the faith and things not yet, you know, like brought to fruition, not to be in despair. It's the opposite of hope, actually. And so abortion is offering women a, 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 the ending of the life of her innocent preborn human child and then sending her right back into whatever circumstance brought her to that abortion facility in the first place. Like that's not getting to the root of whatever she's dealing with. And so we're not offering women hope by putting abortion facilities on every border state we're not offering women hope by funding abortions through the Reproductive Health Act, through our insurances. We're not doing that. All we are offering women is, is a quick fix that stays with them for the rest of their lives and ends an innocent human life that with that life comes new opportunity, new hope, new life, new love. And so it is, it is really like, you know, really sad, I think, that we're willing to put so much money 
so much effort, so much time into abortion in the state of Illinois, when we could be putting all of that money, effort, and energy into actually authentically supporting women so that they actually experience the hope that our governor is saying he wants Illinois to be promulgating for our families. There you go. Why don't you run? That's it. You got it. <laughs> no, I, I think a lot of us right now, we're, we're inundated with these commercials. And and for some of us who, who don't agree with that, it's very difficult to sit through these things time and time again and listen to these pejorative blanket reproductive rights, reproductive health care. And that's not that's not they're not there's no reproducing going on in what you're trying to do. And and I it's just very frustrating for a lot of us to sit through this and listen to this time and time again. And what you said so articulately is that's the point. We, we want to try to offer people hope. And, and there were more than this. We're more than this. Yeah. Sir, if you could just hold on a second. Um, we want to take a quick break here and we come back. Um, maybe we can tee up that portion of the of the commercial or the air, whatever it's called. Uh I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> Something. Uh, where we're, you're on camera talking about this. Uh, this is Bob Gilligan with the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Don't go away. We're right back. an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass.
Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Thank you for listening, watching our program. Uh, we're talking with Sarah Mahalik uh, from Students for Life, and we were talking about this video before the break, and I think we have your segment, or most of the segments. Let's Our governor has made it very clear that he wants to make Illinois the abortion capital of the Midwest in the name of women's rights, which is ironic because he's neither a woman nor does he speak for all Illinois women. To say that Illinois is a location of empowerment because we're putting mega abortion facilities at every border is, again, assuming that abortion is something that gives women what they need. If a woman goes to an abortion facility because she's in an abusive relationship and she's impoverished. Oh, there you go. That was your start. <laughs> there you go. Um, it, it, it was interesting seeing you there. So it, it seems to be that you were with child at the time of that video. Yes. yes. Yeah, I still am. <laughs> you still are. Okay. Okay. So you yeah. not have had, had the baby yet. I'm 30. But... I'm... I'm 38 weeks. Oh my pregnant, gosh! So I have. Uh, All right, we should wrap this segment up quickly because you just never know. More weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 we were talking before the before the break about uh, your message. I think you say that very well in that in that video, as you said before. That I wish that more people could hear that message. Um, and you know, to be fair, it's not it, the governor. I think made the comment about the beacon of hope, but you know, the entire general assembly voted on that bill, and many people voted for that so you know that message is directed at all those people that 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 helped pass that law and you know the other part of that video that uh we didn't seem to have is you know there's a lot of there was a lot in that bill that also hurt women i i think i don't know if it's your segment or somebody else goes on to talk about uh the inspections that uh, now are not being completed at state facilities because of that law. And so people need to know these things that um, you know, there's not regulated as much as they used to be. Uh, there's So that, you know, uh, we talk about being, you know, pro-women. Um, I would think that you'd want to be in a facility that had some oversight uh, by the state in terms of, you know, basic cleanliness and things like that that go on. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the Reproductive Health Act it basically enshrined Roe v. Wade as Illinois state law and Dove versus Bolton as Illinois state law. And what that means is that a woman in the state of Illinois has the complete and total right to an abortion in all nine months of pregnancy. And that means also that the preborn have no rights. That's what that law stipulated. So a baby who is five minutes from leaving the birth canal has zero rights in the state of Illinois, which is actually why that law also repealed the Partial Birth Abortion Act. It doesn't stipulate that a physician needs to be present That's in right. the case of yep. a late-term abortion or the preborn child who may survive because at that point, the baby is viable outside of the womb. It affects, it, it also affected the, the definition of viability, but it, it removed requirements for coroners to yeah. um, look mm -hmm. into deaths of women from abortion facilities. I mean, this is, I mean, one of the things you brought up was the, all these political ads and they're all saying things like the, you know, the, the pro-life candidate is so extreme because yeah, they, they, do. they don't want exceptions for the pre-born uh, for abortions. But there's nothing more extreme than having the same exact laws as North Korea and China on the abortion issue. 
I mean, abortion all nine months is something that most Americans don't agree with. I mean, a preborn human being can feel pain as early as 12 weeks in the womb. So our abortion laws go far beyond that. Um, and that's just something that's not, it's not, it, it, that's extreme. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why no one is running that political ad actually is like, that's an extreme position on abortion and one that's been foisted on the Illinois people. Uh, and, and in fact, the Reproductive Health Act when it was first brought forward, we, you know, pro-life people, people of good conscience in the state of Illinois came to the state capitol and shut down the state capitol, like mm-hmm. literally, not right. violently, but there yeah. was just so many of us there that they right. couldn't let anyone else in. Um, and so they had to actually squeak this in over, I believe it was Labor Day weekend or Memorial Day. Weekend. Memorial Day. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was Memorial Day weekend. Um, that law had had no movement at all because there were so many people upset about it. And they came in in the last hour and passed the Reproductive Health Act. So I wouldn't say that that was something that even was widely accepted by most Illinois citizens. Um, and it's just an injustice against women and the preborn. Because if a woman who has an abortion dies in an abortion facility, how is that bettering women's reproductive health by not having a coroner look into it? That just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And you bring up a good point about that whole, it's funny, I'd forgotten a lot of those provisions. I mean, I lived that years ago and you kind of do memory dump when these things are over. And you're right, when you were going through, when you're ticking off those list of provisions in that bill, it, it is quite alarming what that bill all all in total di- did. Um, and, and, you know, we live with that. And, and now to once again, you know, see all these commercials and it's just a guise of uh, how do we protect reproductive health care rights? It's, uh, it, you know, there's that saying about, you know, lies and deceiving. And that's kind of what it is. Uh, it is what it is. And, you know, it, it, I don't know what it takes to wake people up. Um, unfortunately, there are not the resources or the money behind a campaign that could counter all this right now. Um, right. You know, I just hope and pray that you and I live long enough to see that. And I was talking to somebody the other day in a meeting, I was with a bunch of hospital people and somebody had said, you know, you think like someday when we're long gone, people are going to look back on this and say like, wow, <laughs> they were, they, they thought it was perfectly acceptable to eliminate an unborn child. And look at what we know because you can see it and everything, yet they decided not to protect that unborn life. You know, like we look back now on certain things, say, like, how could people think that way? But we are, and, you know, I don't know. So this is what the fight's about. This is why we continue to do what we do and continue to talk about it and try to make people more aware of it and do the best we can with the resources we're given and pray that someday we'll have more resources and change heart and mind. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I... um... One of the reasons why the pro-life movement has grown so much among young people, they did us, I think it might've been a BBC poll actually, where they found that young people, they consider themselves to be a part of the major human rights movement of their day. Hmm. Like that's why they're fighting for the pre-born. And that's true. Like we're abolitionists. We We are standing up for the disenfranchised of our time as generations of abolitionists and human rights activists have done in the past. And so, you know, yes, I think we will look back on, you mm-hmm. know, the past and they'll say, you could see a heartbeat at six weeks. Yeah, what are they thinking? Right, right. I mean, 96% of biologists said human life begins at fertilization. Yeah. 
what were they thinking? You know, to, um, to our point, though, yeah. one, one ray of sunshine that I have heard recently in some of the debates that have been going on, um, I, I, there, ha, there has been uh, encounters on this topic. And I've heard some candidates now pushing back, as you just did, on the extremist nature of what some people are espousing. And so and, and, and I do think that is resonating with people as they follow debates. We're not going to have that here in Illinois. We don't have a close senatorial debates. But in some other states, um, you're starting to hear that. And, and I think that's good because I think that's that is a clear message. And I think when people hear the truth and that and when they're focused and it's fair and they hear the truth, I think they will decide accordingly. I, I, I feel that I know that uh, the problem is right now in the state we live in is just so much on the other side. It's difficult to get our message out. So that's what we're at. Sarah, thanks so much for taking some time today. Uh, congratulations. Uh, we're, you're, 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 you're almost there. So do you know, uh, is a boy or girl, or are we going to be surprised on, on the big day? We're going to be surprised on the big day. Good. So, Good. That's so close to finding out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're literally any week now. So you'll have a, a, a fall, a fall uh, birthday, I'm sure, I think, right? it'll be in some time of the fall. Oh yeah. Great. Yeah, definitely. Next two weeks. <laughs> Thanks for your work that you do. Uh, it's very important uh, being there amongst the uh, younger people and heck, you could blend right in. You're, you're young enough to be in college. So that's kind of, I, I think I've passed that threshold, unfortunately. <laughs> Sarah, thanks for taking some time this morning and joining us. Great and great work on that video. Awesome. Thank you, Bob. Have Thank a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. And uh, thanks to our guests that appeared previously uh, um, about tax credit scholarship. We got a minute, uh, so I should uh, w also urge people to go out and vote uh, on November 8th. Uh, big election coming up. Uh, we all have seen the ads. We know um, who's running for governor in the major races. Go out, though, and educate yourself on who the best candidate could be uh, for your state senator and your state representative. Every member of the General Assembly is up for re-election this year. This is the first year in the new 10-year cycle that they're on. So every state senator and every state representative are up for re-election. Uh, we urge you to uh, form and inform your conscience, conscience according to Catholic social thinking, and uh, to vote accordingly. Uh, important election, not only uh, at the local level, but everywhere. Uh, throughout the entire country, as I alluded to, there's some really important Senate races going on um, in swing states. Uh, also, the entire uh, House of Representatives is also uh, up for re-election. So a um, lot, lot going on here. Uh, and then what's going to happen here in Illinois, once we're done with this in November, on November 8th, we'll take about, what, a couple days. Uh, we'll do Thanksgiving have Christmas, and then we'll go back into the mayoral election, which will be in February. So it never seems to end. So thanks, for everybody, for watching. Uh, thank you for listening. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. We will be back on the third Monday in the month of November. Wow, speaking of Thanksgiving, we're almost there. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, have a good week, everybody. Take care.